0: Hello and welcome to webdoctor.ie's Health HQ podcast. webdoctor.ie is Ireland's award-winning online GP service. Their GPs have teamed up to tackle many of the nation's health concerns and different treatments over this series. On this episode, we're talking about hair loss with Dr. Diane Bennis. You're very welcome. Uh, something that's very close to my own heart, as you can see, hair loss. What are some of the leading causes of hair loss, Dan?
1: Yes, this is a good place to start, actually, because hair loss is such a huge topic. It's easier to understand if you break it down into the different causes of hair loss. And there's probably about five or six different causes of hair loss. The most common and the first one um, is hereditary hair loss. And this can occur in both men and women. Um, In men, it's usually called male pattern baldness because of the well recognizable pattern of hair loss, it usually occurs symmetrically. And the first sign is generally the receding hairline and our bald spot on the top of the head. In women, this type of hair loss can be less obvious because it's usually an overall thinning of the hair. um, And in particular, the parting of the hair becomes wider um, and the hairline doesn't typically recede in women. Unfortunately, this type of hair loss is progressive for both men and women. Um, So what hereditary hair loss effectively means that you've inherited a gene that causes your hair follicle to shrink and eventually to stop growing hair. This can begin as early as teenage years in men, but most common in the 20s and 30s. Um, A little bit more complicated in women uh, because there's probably other factors involved, such as hormonal changes, and it most commonly occurs around the time of menopause for women. The second um, type of hair loss is um, hair loss associated with age. And with age, obviously most people will notice some hair loss because hair growth slows as we get older. And at some point, the follicles actually stop growing hair, which causes the hair in the scalp to thin. And the hair also starts to lose its color. And in this type of hair loss, women's hairline can begin to recede. And um, the third type of hair loss then is a different type altogether. It's called alopecia errata. Most people will have heard of this. It's, it can occur at any age. It can even occur in children, but most commonly occurs in around 30 years of age. It affects 2% of the population worldwide. And it's actually an autoimmune disease um, that occurs when the body's immune system attacks the hair follicle, causing hair loss. Um, and wherever the hair loss occurs, it doesn't have any other symptoms. It just literally has patches of hair loss no redness or itching it literally can look like you've shaved a piece of hair off of the scalp and sometimes you can get hair loss in other areas like the eyebrows or the eyelashes and um, the exact cause of alopecia errata is unknown but research does show that there's a genetic predisposition uh, with probably an interaction of some environmental factors and um, then the fourth cause of hair loss is hair loss linked in with other conditions and um, other health conditions such as thyroid disease low in levels post-surgery recovering from an illness and stress and this type of hair loss is slightly different from the other types in that there's generally the hair becomes uniformly sparse and um, usually with this the hair will begin to grow back once the condition is treated even though it can take a long time sometimes six to nine months and um, the next type of hair loss is hair loss associated with skin conditions affecting the scalp like psoriasis and eczema and with this it's usually fairly obvious there'll be itching and scaling or flaking in the scalp and um, and the last type is one that we don't often think about is just hair loss associated with hair care and um, and this can sometimes be frequent and excessive hair color treatments can result in hair loss or anything that causes excessive pulling on the hair such as when the hair is being tightly pulled back and um, in a ponytail, or sometimes hair extensions. And this is actually called traction alopecia. Um, And it's actually very difficult to treat. So it's important to watch out for early signs such as hair breakage, thinning of the hair, or a sensation that they call um, tenting when you feel your scalp is being pulled upwards. So they're the really bulk main causes of of hair loss.
0: I presume that hereditary hair loss is probably the most common, is it?
1: It is, yes. So it's the most common in men and women.
0: It doesn't affect everybody the same. My, my father went bald qu- quite young. Uh, I've three brothers. One of them with a big, thick head of hair, and and then the rest of us with with a little bit less. So it 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 it's not uniform. It doesn't. I presume it's not a case of your dad was bald. You're definitely going to be bald.
1: No, it's not. And I suppose it's like any um thing that has a genetic predisposition. It is it can be variable and um, depending on what genes you've inherited. Um, but you are at increased risk if yeah. you. Uh, parents have had hereditary hair loss
0: are, are there any telltale signs or symptoms of hair loss?
1: Yeah, again depending on the cause, there are and I suppose it's, it's really important that people should watch out for some signs because with most of the types of hair loss early treatment and diagnosis is essential mm. um, to improve your prognosis, so the things you should watch out for are receding hairline, maybe a bald spot at the top of the scalp um, generalised thinning, um, obviously more hair falling out um, and itchiness in the scalp or a rash in the scalp, little patches um in the scalp without hair that might have any other symptoms, um, widening of the parting in women, um and then if it's associated with other conditions, you might feel unwell or tired, maybe in other ways it was thyroid disease or iron deficient anemia. So very much depends on the cause, but really important to watch out for those signs so that you will go and get assessed early.
0: I suppose, particularly for hereditary hair loss, th- there's no way to stop that, I presume.
1: I suppose the treatment and the prevention can kind of be grouped in together. Mm. Uh, and there's often, if you go online about hair loss, there's it can be very confusing for patients and quite stressful in an already stressful condition because there's multiple treatments available available. Um, with lots of different claims um, about them. So it's really important that you should go and get assessed properly because you can see there's different types and because of the different types, there's different treatments. Um, For example, in hereditary hair loss in particular, early diagnosis and treatment is vital in preventing this type of hair loss from worsening and helping regrowth it's more difficult to get a good result once this has progressed um but early treatment can help the uh, hair follicles from shrinking further and studies have actually shown that once the hair follicle has shrunk it's really really difficult mm. um, and to go back um, and restoration will be limited um, so hereditary hair loss, like you said, it can't be prevented, but there are treatments that can maintain, improve and optimise hair growth. Some of those can be topical treatments and some of those can be medications, which if you talk to your GP or if you talk to your GP on webdoctor.ie, we can go through those and assess your suitability for those. But it is important to remember that these treatments, they don't work for everyone and only work for as long as they are used Um but again, um, early diagnosis um, and early treatment is the key.
0: And then, for for some people, like personally, it, it doesn't necess- it doesn't particularly bother me that that the hair is gone. But, but with some people, they are very very aware of it, and they they it really I suppose takes away from from their their overall being.
1: It does, and um, for some people, it's an important um, aspect of how they feel about themselves. Um, and a part of who they are, and it can really affect their confidence um, and cause low self-esteem. I think in particular with some of the conditions like alopecia errata when it occurs, in, in maybe somebody is in teenage years or 20s or hereditary hair loss, it occurs very early in the 20s or 30s. Um, it can be very distressing for people. And then to add to that, that, if they go online and they're looking up different treatments and they're trying different things and they can spend a lot of money and some of them don't work or they're not the appropriate treatment, can be really distressing for people. Um, so again, to get that proper diagnosis is, is key.
0: Are, are there different phases in hair loss?
1: yes so um with again depending on the cause mm. so with the hereditary hair loss if nothing is done about it it does naturally progress on um as with age-related hair loss with alopecia errata you can go through different stages sometimes that the hair can naturally begin to regrow itself and then people can sometimes go through cycles where maybe in two or three t- years time it might happen again um and if it doesn't um if that doesn't happen naturally, there are autoimmune treatments for alopecia errata. And again, why it's so important to, to talk about this and to see your doctor about this, there are actually some um, very new and very good treatments um, targeted towards the immune system for alopecia errata. Um, so it's really important to get assessed properly because often people are misdiagnosing themselves and using completely wrong treatments.
0: How many of these treatments are there and, and do they really work?
1: Again, it's it's variable. Um, if they're used early and appropriately, they can work and they can maintain. And some may cause regrowth for the age-related hair loss. Um, you can maybe maintain it. There is some evidence that you might get some regrowth of hair, but it's little. And I think it's really important to assess patients um and be honest with them if you feel this has progressed too far so so um,
0: diane basically that there's no hope for me is what you're saying
1: <laughs> yes. i have to be honest with people you know because a lot of these treatments are expensive mm. and you need them continuously um and i think you need to cancel somebody um and and explain to them if this really isn't going to work for them they shouldn't take it and there are you know other options maybe people you know there are wigs and there are you know, people can go down the road of hair transplants, and it, it, you, you, you do need to counsel them with regard to their other options. Um, and sometimes, if people know that this they can't get treatment for this, they may be able to accept it easier.
0: But, but there, but there are some treatments that do work.
1: Absolutely, um, especially um, if it's used early and it's used appropriately. There are treatments that can work very well, in particular for hereditary, hereditary hair loss. For alopecia errata and of course the hair loss associated with skin conditions and other conditions can have, have a very good prognosis mm. once the conditions are treated
0: okay on on all of these podcasts that Diane, we kind of thank you for for all of that information we, we kind of finish up with some uh, medical myths uh some misconceptions about uh, hair loss so we're going to hit you with two or three of them true or false trauma can cause hair loss
1: yes that is true Yeah, so any trauma or stress can contribute towards hair loss. Um, And again, like I mentioned, that regrowth, it it can come back, but it can be slow and it can take easily six to nine months after the trauma for that hair to begin to regrow again.
0: But it can cause it. Okay, true or false. Does wearing a hat regularly cause hair loss?
1: No, no evidence of that.
0: (laughs) And uh, the final one, true or false. Hair loss is genetic from your mother or father's side. I think we've covered that, have we?
1: Yes, we have. And again, hereditary hair loss, very much so. And also with that alopecia alopecia um, because it's an autoimmune disease, there can be a genetic predisposition there as well.
0: OK, <laughs> I, I think ultimately uh, what's come out of this is one that there is there is treatment and it can work. Uh, but, yes. but, but not for everybody I'm, I'm, I'm personally I'm too far gone thank you for that <laughs> yeah uh, thanks very much to Dr. Diane Bennis for joining us on this episode of webdoctor.ie's health HQ podcast on hair loss you may be interested in some of our other episodes where we discuss many of the nation's health concerns and different treatments we'll see you next time